Hey guys, just a little disclaimer before we start this episode here. Um, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you will know that I had to unfortunately change the title of this podcast to just plainly and lamely, I love this podcast. I probably could have came up with a better name, but you know what? You guys know the name. I'm still going to refer to it as the I Love This Shit podcast because it was just too perfect. Um, I had to change it because iTunes rejected it because I had explicit and or self-censored content in the title, description, everything. They don't allow that, which I don't understand because I've seen some popular podcasts that have self-censored explicit titles that are very popular but those seem to be just fine on there but you know what whatever uh if i didn't need itunes i wouldn't have changed it but i do need itunes they are the leading provider uh or rather the biggest place to get podcasts that has the most users and also third-party apps pull from the itunes feed so that helps me get to third-party apps as well. So, you know, I hate to say it is what it is, but that's what this is, guys. It is what it is. So, anyways, just want to let you guys know that I'm still going to refer to it as the I Love This Shit podcast. You guys know what it's called. So, you know, anyway, let's let's get on with the episode. Episode 3 of I Love This Shit. I love that you guys have stuck around this long. Uh, Three episodes. I know that's not groundbreaking number or anything, but hey, I'm glad that people are still listening. As far as I know, I am recording this ahead of time, so I'm hoping you guys are still listening. But hey, I'm still so glad that you guys have stuck around. If you are sticking around, it just makes me so happy to know that you guys even care to know what I think or you know, listening to me drone on. It's just so awesome. Anyway, so why are we here today, guys? Well, we are here to talk about my top 10 movies of 2017. I know I should have started this podcast a little earlier in the year. We're almost halfway through 2018. But, you know, hey, I I needed episode ideas. And this one I thought would be fun because I love movies, obviously. And I thought this would be a good time to talk about my top 10. So this may be a shorter episode, considering that, you know, I'm not going to go into deep analysis of each movie, because then this would be a very long episode. Just wanted to give some uh, quick overall thoughts about each movie, and and I might do some honorable mentions at the end, and maybe a couple dishonorable mentions, because there was uh, some movies that I was really looking forward to that definitely did not meet expectations in the slightest. You guys should know a huge one I'm talking about, because... We all feel the same way about it. Anyway, we'll get to that in the end. Let's get started. In at number 10, we have The Disaster Artist, directed by and starring James Franco as Tommy Wiseau of The Room fame, the movie The Room, the very terrible movie, which I have not seen. I've only seen clips of it, and it does look terrible, but it's really hard to take it seriously, especially now how it's 
basically considered just a giant meme of itself, a 90-minute long meme, basically. After watching The Disaster Artist, I am kind of curious to watch it and read the book. Uh, The book is written by not Tommy Wiseau, but his friend who was uh, with him from the beginning of the, the room's inception onwards. Even before that, they were friends a little bit before that. They met, I believe, at an acting class. And, you know, their friendship just kind of grew from there up up until Tommy wanted to write the room and and direct it, produce it, have, um, oh, man, I'm totally blanking on the other guy's name now. Uh, I'm going to have to look that up. Duh. His name is Greg. Sorry, guys. I'm totally unprepared for that one. I don't know why I blinked on that so bad. His name is Greg. But it was such a fun movie to watch, guys, seeing uh, James Franco and Dave Franco, who obviously could damn near be twins they look so much alike but not playing siblings it was just that that to me had to have been james franco's idea just being very cheeky the 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 cheeky bastard he is but you gotta love james franco man I, i i don't care how strange a lot of people think he is he's just fearless in what he does he really does not care what he plays how he plays it how he goes along with it just you know he loves what he does and you can tell because he just has fun and just goes out and does whatever the hell he wants to with any of his movies or roles, even if they're not particularly a movie he's written or directed. But he did a fantastic job in this movie. Everybody did. Obviously, James steals the show because he's playing a show-stealing character. Not even a character. It's a real-life person, even as mysterious as the real-life person is. He's definitely a very eccentric, to put it nicely, individual Ugh, Tommy Wiseau what a what a guy check it out though guys uh it, it definitely deserved its its all its Oscar nominations uh for, I think I could be wrong I think it was just for best picture it might have been for acting and other things um oh no I'm sorry it wasn't best picture it was just screenplay that's insane. It's it was just the screenplay. Wow. All right then. Well, I just now noticed that my first three movies are all Oscar nominees, which takes us into number nine, Lady Bird. If you guys haven't seen Lady Bird, it's a very great coming of age movie. I love coming of age movies. They're just they're so nostalgic and just it's so fun to watch characters almost quite literally grow depending on what movie you're watching, you know, they could start out as a kid and go into adulthood, like the movie Boyhood. If you guys haven't seen that one, definitely check it out. Very interesting how they made that movie. Look into it. Lady Bird almost has a Juno feel, if you guys have ever seen Juno. it, it I kind of got that vibe from it, but it's totally its own different story. It's very quirky and funny, but also is very serious at times. Um... Lori Metcalf plays the character Lady Bird's mom. She did a very good job. Definitely deserved her Oscar nomination. The actress that played Lady Bird, I believe you say her name, Shersha. I believe that's how you say her first name. Shersha Ronan. She did a very good job as well playing the titular character. It's a very good movie, guys. Um, You know, I'm not going to go into what it's about or anything because that, that, says enough for you. It's just a coming-of-age movie about a teenage girl living in Sacramento, and it's set in 2002. 
It's just a very it's a it's a very good movie. Definitely deserved everything it was nominated for. Check it out, guys. At number eight, we have three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. I was highly, highly looking forward to this movie, and it definitely delivered. If you don't know what it's about, it starts out with this isn't a spoiler alert. It this is how it, the movie begins. Uh, the main character's daughter has been murdered and she believes the police are doing nothing to help find her daughter's killer. So she buys three billboards outside this little town, Epping, Missouri, basically taunting the town sheriff, telling him, you know, what's up? How come you haven't found anything? Why aren't you doing your job? And it just kind of starts a little, a little war between them and all the actors did a great, great job, man. Frances McDormand won Best Actress, which was definitely deserved. Woody Harrelson was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, which is crazy because he actually has... He, he plays a big role, but his part in the movie was fairly small. Not, not as big as you would expect for somebody who received a Oscar nomination for it. And... Sam Rockwell, who's always been one of my favorite actors, I've 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 loved him ever since I can remember. A very good actor, finally got his due with this movie. Won Best Actor, it might have been Supporting Actor actually, but nonetheless, he deserved it. Did a great job. I I don't think I've ever seen him play such a, a just such a sleazy character. Uh, but you know, he does it with his usual Sam Rockwell style, which means as terrible as the character is, you. St- you still kind of like him regardless you know great movie great great movie the next three we have kind of had a little uh little theme going for three in a row apparently because the next three are all comic book movies but number seven we have thor ragnarok which to me has become a favorite of mine in the marvel movies just such a fun movie. The action is great. The comedy is very funny in it, which doesn't surprise me considering it's, it wasn't written by Taika Waititi, but he directed it. And you can tell because the, oh man, the comedic timing in this movie is just, is perfect. If you guys have not seen any of his movies, like Hunt for the Wilder People, which has become one of my favorite movies. It's so good. He wrote and directed that one. Has a tiny role, which he's perfect in. Also has a tiny role in Thor Ragnarok as Korg. I've talked about him before, how he he stole Thor Ragnarok. He did a great job in that, too. Uh, also, another movie that Taika has done is What We Do in the Shadows. That's probably one of his more popular films. A lot of people seem to have seen that, which is about vampires, and it is hilarious. He also has, I believe, two other smaller movies. One was called is called Boy, which is a very good movie. He plays a much bigger role in that one. Not as likable of a character in that one, that is for sure. He's kind of a douchebag father, but still a great movie. The only one of his I haven't seen is his very first film called Eagle vs. Shark. It's kind of a quirky romantic comedy, but with his unique style of comedy. I still need to look that one up. I think it's on Netflix or Hulu. Uh, I need to get to that one pretty soon, though. That's the only movie of his I have yet to see. But yes, back to Thor. Great fun. Just great fun. 
definitely well deserved for all its success it got. Check out Thor for sure. Number six is a sad ending of sorts to a story about Wolverine. It is Hugh Jackman's last performance as Wolverine, but in this one, he is not referred to as that. He is referred to his real name, which is also the title of the movie, Logan. So good, guys. This is... Actually, I actually feel like I should have placed this a little higher, maybe. But so, so good. This is how a comic book movie should be made, not watered down for audiences, just going for the throat, raw, emotional... Hugh Jackman gave a great final performance, as did Patrick Stewart for his final performance as Professor X. Just both heartbreaking roles. The violence in this movie is is very, very brutal, but needed because if you've even read the tiniest bit amount of X-Men or Wolverine comics, you will know he is not a toned-down character. His rage gets the better of him most times. And when those adamantium claws come out, blood flies, as do the limbs, and which they do in this movie. I'm really glad they did not hold back and decided to go for a hardcore R-rated movie. It was the only way you could end this. Hugh Jackman said, if this is going to be the last one, it has to be done right. Uh, apparently, he took a huge pay cut, so this movie could be rated R. And actually, that allowed them to have more freedom with it as well because the budget wasn't as high. He put up his salary to go towards the movie, which was definitely the smart move. He he knew what fans wanted and what we were needing in a final Wolverine movie. I haven't seen the other two Wolverine films, and from what I understand, the first one's terrible. The second one is slightly better, but Logan's definitely top-tier X-Men movies. I think it's probably my favorite X-Men movie next to uh, X2. X-Men United, I believe is what it's called. I'm totally drawing a blank on that right now. But yes, check out Logan if you have not. Even if you don't like comic book movies, man, this is just a great drama movie in general. It is filled with drama. There's so many grim, heartbreaking parts, man. Ugh. Anyway, I I could go on the whole episode talking about Logan. Coming in at number five, much more lighthearted and fun comic book movie, and that is Spider-Man Homecoming, which if you know anything about me, you will know that Spider-Man is my favorite comic book character, superhero, what have you. I've loved Spider-Man since I was little. Uh, You know, don't don't get me started on Spider-Man 3. They definitely dropped the ball on that one. How they got it so wrong, I have... Uh, Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. Spider-Man Homecoming. Tom Holland did a great job portraying Spider-Man. He definitely brought uh, something to it that neither Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield did, which was this... I mean, yes, he is definitely a lot younger than than the two previous Spider-Man... Spider-Man that came before him so he added this youthful innocence to him not that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire didn't just it was a little more believable with Tom Holland I I haven't seen him in anything other than the Spider-Man slash Marvel movies but you know he did a great job he he definitely portrayed 
Peter Parker very well. Did a great job as Spider Man. He he brought all the all the all the quips and lightheartedness that Spider Man is known for, but also brought the emotional side that Spider Man can't have, or rather that Peter Parker can have. So yeah, he you you know they they did a great job at not necessarily rebooting this one because you don't get the the Uncle Ben dying storyline or the Mary Jane storyline, which we've already seen done five movies prior. Or not, I take that back, I'm sorry. You didn't get Mary Jane in The Amazing Spider-Man, the two films with Andrew Garfield, but you did get the Uncle Ben starting story to to kick everything off, which, you know, we like I said, we've already seen before. We, did, we didn't need it again. This was basically just a continuation of Captain America Civil War because they it picks up right where that movie left off which was a very good smart thing to do especially considering that you know it's all heading towards Infinity War needing to wrap everybody's story up so I'm really looking forward to to part two which I really hope we get to number four guys is such a fun movie uh last year was such a was a good year for fun movies uh I this one looked good from the get-go, and I, I wasn't sure how it was going to turn out, but it turned out to be obviously one of my favorites of the year, but also it's a movie I would have loved even more had I seen this as a teenager, maybe even a preteen. Uh, it is called Baby Driver. Great action movie. The all the driving was done practically. Special effects were done practically where possible. They didn't want to rely on CGI to make everything look good and flashy. They just did it straight old school style. And you know what? It shows because they this had some of the best car chase, car action scenes I've seen in a movie probably since. Man, if you guys have ever seen the movie Death Proof, directed by Quentin Tarantino, that was all practical car effects they and car crashes they did a great job in that one so baby driver is probably one of the best car related movies in terms of action that i've seen in a long time such a fun movie great soundtrack check out the soundtrack on spotify whatever you guys listen to it's so good so coming into the top three guys here we go starting off at number three is That was my terrible attempt at a drum roll. I apologize. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. I know a lot of people are divisive on this one because, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Star Wars, The Last Jedi, they kind of just got rid of everything they set up in Episode 7, The Force Awakens. They just kind of got rid of it all. Episode 7 set up all these things to happen in Part 2, or 8, rather, and the new writer and director was just kind of like, eh, we don't need any of this. Let's just let's just get rid of it all. Which, you know, I, I really liked that because here you are thinking you know what's going to happen. You know what's coming. Well, damn it, you do not because a lot of the twists and and plot that they just threw out the window from the previous film, I, I was not expecting at all. You you were expecting the main bad guy to continue on all the way through to episode nine, which if you've seen episode eight, you know he did not. I'm not gonna 
go into specifics on who I'm talking about just in case you haven't seen it. But yeah, it's 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 a great entry into the Star Wars canon. I'm really looking forward to episode 9. I'm really excited for it as I'm sure any Star Wars fan is, regardless if you didn't like the last Jedi. It's going to be a ride, guys. It's already coming to an end. But, you know, we're getting a lot more Star Wars stuff. Speaking of which, I cannot wait for Solo. I'm so looking forward to that. A couple more weeks. Number two, guys, is probably one of the best adaptations from a book to screen that we've seen in a while. It is my from my favorite author. It is my favorite book from this author. I think you guys know by now I am talking about the Dark Tower. No, I'm just kidding. I am not talking about that movie. Ugh, don't even get me started. I'm talking about It. Stephen King's It. They did an absolute fabulous job bringing this movie to life. A lot of us can gripe that some stuff was left out or some changes weren't what we wanted it to. But you know what? Regardless, they did a damn good job with this movie. You can't deny it. The changes they made were good. There was a couple things I didn't really agree with. And the last 25% of the movie, maybe not even the last quarter, maybe just the last mm, 20 to 25 minutes of the movie weren't as as good as it, it as good as it could have been i don't know i just felt like the final showdown was actually kind of a letdown but you know we'll see how they uh how they do chapter 2 uh, i'm really excited because they're in, it's in talks to have bill hader play richie which is who we've always wanted uh james mcavoy is in talks to play bill which i did not see that coming i i was not really expecting that at all. Anyway, it chapter one, so good. All right, we've come to our number one pick. This was one that I was looking forward to from the previews, and you thought you had an idea of what it was going to be about. You think you got the feel for it, but then once you went, uh, once you finally watched the movie, you realize, oh man, I. I I don't know what is going to happen. I don't think I know what this is about or where it's going, which is, which was great marketing. The fact that they kind of made it look like it was going to be this slasher straight up horror type movie, but then you see it and you realize it's more psychological thriller with these horror elements. It has a handful of jump scares, but even the, the non jump scares were, were very chilling to watch and such great commentary on where we are today and especially in America as a society if you guys can't tell I am talking about get out which totally knocked it out of the park every which way the writing directing acting cinematography music I was so so happy when I found out that this was nominated for Oh man, a slew of Academy Awards: Best Screenplay, Best Director, Best Picture, Best Actor. Which it only won Best Screenplay, but that is fine. I am so glad it won Best Screenplay. Jordan Peele deserved every bit of acclaim and recognition, nomination, 
whatever. He deserved it all for this movie. You can tell he crafted this to be something different and what he wanted it to be and not what you know a studio felt it should be or this and that which is the good thing that the that movie was made for such a minuscule amount compared to how you know normal horror movies are are produced nowadays i think normal horror movies are produced between uh, like 15 to 30 million dollars i think this movie only cost 5 million dollars which is insane because it looks like a big budget movie and oh if you're a fan of horror movies i definitely recommend you checking it out although like i said i wouldn't necessarily label it as a horror movie more psychological thriller than anything but they did so good great job on it side note i feel like i'm jimmy fallon recording this episode with all the so goods (laughs) couple honorable mentions I just want to throw out there really quick. Uh, one of them being Wonder Woman. They did a great job on that movie as well. The The fact that they it was directed by a woman and it's supposed to be about empowering women and powerful women. Gal Gadot gave a great performance. Everybody did a great job on that movie. That definitely deserved all the accolades it got and praise it got. Check out Wonder Woman if you haven't. We also have Blade Runner 2049. While it was very good, it didn't make my top 10 list. I'm not really sure why. Maybe it's because I've only seen it once and I really did like it, but I need to watch it again. Only problem is that it's almost three hours long. Don't know that it needed to be that long. They might have been able to cut some stuff out, but again, I probably just need to, I just need to watch it again. Although it was a great, great movie, a great successor to the original Blade Runner, which is also a fantastic film. And just both are an astonishing achievement in filmmaking. And one big, giant, dishonorable mention of the year, probably the biggest letdown ever, was, is The Dark Tower. Guys, I am just... I was so disappointed. You know, I, I I didn't expect them to meet or exceed my expectations, but I hoped they would be in the ballpark of people's expectations and they weren't even they weren't even in the parking lot. They were miles away down the freeway of mine and a lot of people's expectations just changed so much took so much out terrible job at explaining the story you don't even know who it was marketed to is it marketed to a new crowd is it pandering to stephen king slash dark tower fans none of that just such a jumbled confused mess and looking at it as just a movie on its own not an adaptation or anything even then it had this feeling of just being not even a B movie, just a, a C grade, a D grade movie with terrible dialogue. We all wanted Matthew McConaughey to do a great job. And, and in a way he does, but you don't get any sense of sinister from him like you do of that character from the books. Instead, you get him very creepily cooking chicken in 
Jake's mom's kitchen. <laughs> Idris Elba did do a good job. He did a great job as Roland. They 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 screwed up making Roland a side character. I don't know why they did that. Um, for what Idris had to go off of, he did a good job. Tom Taylor as Jake did a good job as well, but also again, for what material they had to go off of, he did a good job, but wasn't much to go off of. That is for sure. Anyway, guys, like I said, shorter episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really want to hear your guys's opinions on the show. Leave some reviews on iTunes or whatever podcast app you listen to that will allow you to leave comments. I will do my best to find them. Let me know if you leave any comments. Email me. I love this pod at gmail.com. Go to my Instagram at I love this pod. I hope you guys love this podcast. I love doing it. It's so much fun. Uh, expect different types of shows coming up. I'm going to try to get some things in the works, uh, getting some guests on here, whether personal friends I know or people I'm reaching out to to hopefully get on the show. I really want to start expanding this a little bit, even though I'm only three episodes in, but I don't want to run out of ideas or anything like that anytime soon, even though there's plenty to talk about. But again, I want to expand and get some fresh new ideas in here, not just top 10 lists, talking about uh, reviews and stuff, even though that's the main part of the show. But also, you know, I, I want to have some very good specialty episodes and not and not watered down specialty episodes either. I want to try to go big. So thank you guys so much for listening. I can't say it enough. I appreciate all the listeners, all the comments. You guys are awesome. Have a great day. Love it or shut it. Peace.